the views and opinions on this show do not necessarily reflect the views of ESPN Tucson 1490 and 104.9 FM or the Arizona Lotus Corporation. Got car trouble? Now's the time to talk with Jerry on the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show. Call in now at 719-1490. Well, if you're one of the millions who own one of them gas-drinking, piston clanking, air-polluting, smoke-belching, four-wheeled buggies from Detroit City, then pay attention. I'm about to sing your song, son. Welcome back to the second hour of the Simmons Car Care Shop Talk Show. I'm Jerry Simmons, your host, along with me riding shotgun, my co-host Jim Mooney from Frontier Towing for all your towing needs. All right, Jim. Good morning, Are you going to answer, Jim, good morning again. <laughs> I'm here. All right. Now, we, do, we discussed it the first hour, and I want you to get into it on the second hour. You put out a coupon, or you put out a coupon that people can actually win a free tow. Explain free tow that. Today. All right. So here's the deal, folks. I'm I'm giving away a free tow for for uh, Jerry's go go to join of Jerry's sponsors, and uh, we kind of expanded on it the first hour a little bit. But if you want to get your if you need your car towed over to to uh, Brian Fuller's place, um, automotive specialist up there on Ina. For Jerry Simmons' place over there on Ajo and Country Club, Simmons Automotive, or uh, Parker Automotive over there on Speedway and Rosemont, um, I'll tow it. I'll tow your car over there. If you guys need it, bre- it's broke down, or or you just don't want to drive it over there. It needs to be worked on. You don't want to drive it over. There, I'll tow it over there. I'll give you up to one hundred and twenty-five dollars for the credit, and I'll have this. This will be good till the end of January. End of January, twenty twenty-three. Okay, and uh, Jerry hit me up this. He had a really good idea uh, last hour. And if you're at the bar and you're and you're don't want to drive home because you you don't feel good or you just know it's the right the wrong driving home is the wrong thing to do, give me a call and I'll tow you into I'll tow you home too because I'd much rather tow you home to your house knowing you're safe versus towing you <laughs> towing your your car when it's wrecked I don't want to do that so oh no uh, if if you have something special. You got a specialty card and need special work or whatever? Uh, let me know. I'll, I'll give you up to one hundred and twenty-five dollar credit on uh, against the tow if you want to tow it to. You know, if you want to tow it to their to those guys, if you're out in Vail, you know, and you want to go all the way up to Brian Fuller's place because you got that electrical problem that you just cannot chase down. You know, it's got eighteen thousand codes. <laughs> and, and trust me, I didn't know this until I I pulled up a Ford one day. It was an eighteen Ford. And there must be 43 computers on that thing. And I had the Ford software that Ford gives the people. And I'm not kidding you, folks. It, there were so many error codes in there, I, I, I didn't even know where to start. I mean, literally, 
seven of the of the twenty computers <laughs> had errors on them and faults, and a, every one of them had twelve faults. I was like, oh my goodness! I mean, it it's involved. It is very involved. And you get somebody like Brian who really understands that and talks that language. He talks binary to a car like nobody I've ever seen. So when when that, when you're at your wits end and you're just like, you know what, I'm done. We'll haul it up there to Brian. Let him let him fix it. Just let him take care of it. Take that take that pain out of your head and go on to something else. Because that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, your mental sanity. Because when I saw when I looked at the car, I'm like, Oh my goodness. You know, your your mind runs to a million different places and you know, how do how how is this gonna be helpful? Well, you know, you don't yeah, you, you go to a doctor for a reason, you go to a dentist for a reason. Well, you go to a mechanic for a reason too. So because they're professionals at what they do. And I'm not saying that anybody's not smart or qualified. What I'm saying is that sometimes it's it's very helpful to reach out to somebody who's very knowledgeable in these in these subjects. So I'm knowledgeable in towing. Well put. My deal. <laughs> now another thing anyway. that Jim said on the first another thing that Jim said on the first uh hour was you can if you want to give this to one of your family members family members as a um uh, as a tow credit okay. or in case they uh need a tow to some place or something like that uh, you know Jim can work with you on this just go ahead you want to use it as a stocking stuffer for somebody because towing is something that you don't know when it's going to happen and so it's it's nice to have a little bit of something hanging there that you say, oh, okay. Well, yeah, I may have to have it towed from Benson, which means I'm going to have a, a little hit on the other side of it, but at least I got a $125 deduction on it. And so it's well worth it, and I'm glad Jim's putting out the Christmas presents. And he indicated, I'm going to put him on the spot now, he indicated that eh, next week we can probably do something else. Uh, I don't know what his plan is. He may, he knows what he's, uh, can do. And he sounds like he's going to put something out, you know, every week or every other week or two or three times during the, that. But this gift certificate is good for through January of 23, the 31st of January 23. So it's a ganga and the phone number to win this thing. And the code on it, Jim has given the code out. Uh, it'll be with the producer on the other end. When you call in, and it's 719-1490, area code 520, and they will have the code at that end. And then they will make you aware of the code on that if you're the winner. And then you can claim your uh, gift certificate, which is basically what it turned out to be, a gift certificate. And, but he, you know, he can go within about, you know, probably 10 miles or so, and that'll cover most anything in Tucson. So good deal. Thanks for the Christmas see, present, Jim. Appreciate that. See, that, and that's why I love Jerry. He, he told me, write this down so I don't screw it up, and I wrote it down, and he still had to come in to save me. That's why I love Jerry. He, he's what? so good at this. <laughs> he, no, he I was just trying to figure out how I'm. I was going to figure out how to win this thing, so next time I have my tractor taken over there to shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Anyway, five twenty. You threw it out there. <laughs> you, you threw it out there that that it, you could cha- you could give it to a family member, and I totally forgot to put that on the second hour. And I just really appreciate that, Jared. You, you paid attention to what I said no. the first hour, and I didn't pay attention to what I said the first hour. You know, you got this is what this is what makes radio good, folks. Re- hosts that really know what to do. That's why Jerry's a pro at this. <laughs> got to give him credit on this one. So right, quit blowing smoke, quit blowing smoke, Jim. I'm not a professional. I've only been doing it a long time. I know how to get my butt kicked in a short period of time. Um, the first. <laughs> The first part of the show, we covered things like um, uh, deaths in crosswalks or not in crosswalks, people jaywalking, people walking across the middle of the road with dark clothes, or they'll they'll go. They don't pay any attention to the walk signs and they walk out in front of you. This is this is real prevalent at the Walmart Center at Kolb and Speedway. People, if you're driving through there, you better look to see what's on the sidewalks before you make any turns because they will walk right out in front of you against the sign. So just be careful. And if you if people out there that wants to jaywalk, I want to wish you all the luck in the world, but I hope the cops catch you because there's a lot of uh, crosswalks that you can walk in and be a heck of a lot safer. And you cannot assume at night that we're going to be able to see you. Because our our eyes are adjusted to the lighting right in front of the vehicle that we're driving. If you're out there about uh, 50 yards or something like that, and you expect us to see you, by the time we see you, if you're wearing dark clothes and you don't have on a reflective vest or something like that, there's nothing we can do. I mean, we're so quick at even driving the speed limit. We're so quick we can't see you. I don't want to hit anybody. I don't know any human that wants to intentionally run over somebody. I don't know anybody that's driving that wants to hit a bicycle. So you guys with a bicycle, I ran across one the other night. Guy had a a light on the front of that bicycle that would light up half of Tucson. He didn't even have a reflector on the back of that light. And if his front light hadn't been shining out there and off the road, I wouldn't even know a bicycle was there. That's how bright his light was. So, hey, people, if you're going to ride a bicycle, you make sure you got all the decoration on the hind end of it to keep me from running over you. It is so bad. Even when I'm out on search and rescue, I have a little light stick that goes on my horse's tail for identification because you can't see a horse in the road either. You can't see a javelina in the road either. So when you're driving at night, especially when you're not running inside, even inside of Tucson has javelina running around. But if you're driving out, on Old Spanish, or you're driving out on any of these country roads that we have around here. I use the word, you know, country. But slow down that speed on this road. You've got to maintain your car because if you hit a cow out going out to Vail or something like that, that's going to do a lot of damage to you and the cow. And that is not something you want to get involved in. You know, they don't have as many collision with animals in Tucson as we did in Carolina, where I'm from. But I've seen some gross wrecks because of animals. People hitting mules, people hitting pigs, people hitting deer. You know, and that stuff is real. So at night, it's not the same. The speed limit is based on ideal conditions. It's a recommendation. To the point that if you go over the speed limit, they'll write you a ticket. Okay, I don't care about the ticket as much as I do staying safe. 
So if I'm driving down out around Vail to Corona Day Tucson and it's nighttime, I'm you can you can bet I'm gonna be five, maybe ten mile an hour under the speed limit. And if there's a lot of traffic coming up behind them, hey, if you want to hit that cow in front of me, go right ahead. I'll pull off the road and let you go. But I have almost, I run over a baby pig one time and I was running 35 in a 50 mile an hour zone on Freeman Road. I missed the mama pig, but I didn't see the baby pig coming out until it was too late. And I felt like crap. And I don't even like javelina. But it's just something that you can't prevent. If you can't see it in time, you can't stop. And I was driving a Honda. It don't take nothing to stop a Honda. That's how I missed Mama and got the baby. And uh, so just think about it. This is a this is this show's turned into a checkup from a neck up. And it's just you know it's something we need to hear this time of year because the different drivers from out of state. And they don't know the roads. It ain't no sense to get mad at them. They're doing the best they can do. They're trying to re- listen to the lady talking on the GPS and get to where they're going. It's shopping season. All rules are off. It's not uncommon to see one go from a left lane on a three-lane road to a right lane on a sharp turn with a binder zone. They got the brakes on. They got to make this turn. They don't realize they can go up the road another 25 foot and hang a left, make a U-turn, come back and then do it safely. So expect the worst and hope for the best. And if you do that, Jim will probably have a super safe Saturday and a super safe holiday season with the cars. You'll be happier. Don't take a loved one out or somebody else's loved one for the holiday season. That is a gift that keeps on giving forever and ever and ever and ever. So just be safe. Let's let's make it a point to be safe. If you If you can't, text and drive, which you don't need to be texting and driving, period. The average response time on a text is 13 minutes. In 13 minutes, you can drive to a parking lot, park that darn vehicle, and read your text, if that's that important to you. If uh, it, Throw the phone in the back seat. You can still hear it when it goes off, but yet you can't reach it. So then you'll stress out. And you'll say, huh, I've got to get off the road so I can answer this phone. Good. That's the reason it's in the back seat. So it forces you to get off the road, reminds you to get off the road, and take care of the text message or phone or whatever you want to do. It's holiday season. The traffic is stupid out there. So drive 100% driver. Watch your mirrors. Watch your blind spots. Okay, and Christmas lights. Christmas lights, everybody likes to see. You drivers, you can glance, and I mean a glance, which is about less than a second. You glance at it, wow, it's pretty, and go back to driving. Don't even give it a second thought. If you've got a, a passenger, let them look at the Christmas light, and they can regurgitate how beautiful they are or what they would do to correct it. You do not do that <laughs> while you're driving. Please, if you are that interested in that house, turn that vehicle around safely, Go back to where that you've seen that. Pull up in front of it and sit there and look. Nobody's going to get mad at that. So, but anyway, okay, I'm off no, the pedestal now. And that, you know what? That's exactly right, Jerry. The people don't put Christmas tree lights out just so nobody will look at them. People put Christmas tree lights out so people will look at it to know that they're 
they're enthusiastic about the holiday. And you're right. Pull off on the side street and park. You can look, sit there and look and watch it. And if, if you can't do oh, it, yeah. if you can't do it, one of you drive by while the other one looks and then drive up the road, turn to a parking lot, swap drivers, and then drive back by it so that the driver can look at it while as a passenger. That way you Absolutely. don't take your mind off the road. And, and you know, I know we, we, we get on this subject, but when when you look down to adjust your radio, forget about the phone, because we're going to assume that you're not texting and driving, and if you're, and if you're talking, right. you're, you're hands-free. But if you just reach down to adjust the radio and, and look back up, that's a second and a half minimum to reach down and adjust the station and look back up. That's a second and a half. If, if there's a pedestrian walking, it's too late. And this is what I say yep. when I talk about pedestrians. You'd be walking, watching for the traffic. Because that guy, you're assuming that that guy can stop, see you, and then stop. Well, he doesn't even see you. So in the time it takes him to see you, a second and a half goes by. Now it takes him a second or a second and a half to apply the brake. That's three seconds already. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but in, in vehicle motion, it's oh. forever. It's forever, yeah. and that's it. And and by the same token, we talk about pedestrians, motorcycles. You can't see them oh. either. I know they have lights and loud pipes and and everything. Watch out for the motorcycle guys. The motorcycle guys are out there. They're almost as invisible as a bicycle and a and a pedestrian. And they might have all the lights on the yep. planet on them, but they you can lose those in your car in the blind spot of your vehicle so easy. So watch out for those guys because they're just trying to get home too. You know, they just like to ride motorcycles. Yep. and So watch out for the motorcycle guys as well. I, I forget about them, but not today. Remember, <laughs> remember to throw the motorcycle guys in there. So That's right. That's right. I agree. All right. Now, getting back to the modern car care, item number four. Check the engine light on. Check engine light on. You got this. Get an onboard diagnostic scanner at an auto parts store like a Merle's, and they they cost about twenty bucks, something like that. Put it into the OBD port under the dash, usually on the driver's side. Look up the display code on the internet to learn whether you have a problem that requires a mechanic's attention or just a loose gas cap. And yes, it covers everything. But uh, if you don't know what you're reading, because you'll get a code, they'll give you the definition of the code, and then you say, oh, okay, that's simple enough. And then you go and you fix what they said it needed to be fixed, and it turns out that something else had set that code for you. Brian Fuller will tell you, when you set a code on a car, there's about 21 things, different things that can be involved in it, especially on an O2 code. And you need to know why. You need to know why. And so when you get into that, if it looks like it's spooky, it probably is. Then you'll want to check in with your good certified shop and find out what's going on. Save your seats. Okay, small upholstery tires will eventually become big problem tires if the interior is cloth. A needle and thread may do the trick. For leather or vinyl, you need to buy a car seat patch kit. They run anywhere from $10 up. 
And that's, that's their little tip on that. All right, fix the fog. And I'm going to fix the fog. Plenty of kits to buff away the headlight cloudness are on the market. You can also find do-it-yourself solutions, on, solutions online, including using toothpaste and baking soda as a cleaner. People, when you do that, I want to wish you all the luck in the world because I tried some of the recommendations they had, and I didn't have any luck with it. But they make these little kits that you can buy at Merrill's, and it's a headlight uh, restore kit. But you have to, this for the gentleman out there, you have to follow the instructions to the letter. You, in fact, when you're doing it, you set a cloth on your hood, you set that bottle up on your hood, and you do one thing at a time. And then when you get done with it, and they say, oh, you can do this in 10 minutes. Yeah, you can if you do 100 a day. It's going to take you about an hour to do it. So don't let them kid you on the bottle. That's that's just wishful thinking. But if you do it and do it right, then you can clean your headlights too, or you can take it into a place like uh, Spectre Minor Road, or you can take it over to... Uh, um, you know, Parker over on Speedway. Parker's phone number is 520-323. Hang on a second. 1960? Yeah, 323-1960. That's Parker Automotive over on Speedway. And if you take it over to Brian Fuller's place, uh, hang on. I'll get you the number for Brian's place. Automotive specialist, you want to call Brian's place at 572-1734, and his cell number is 237-3852. Put a prefix of 520 in front of it. 520-572-1734, Brian Fuller's place at 3611 West Ina Road. Brian's cell number is 237-3852. Yes, they do operate by appointment. If you want to go to Brian's uh website automotive specialist az.com he's got a good website easy to negotiate and you'll you'll find the information and take a, a visual tour of his shop and he's got a lot of stuff going on there if you go to parker automotive parker automotive service is located at 5101 east speedway 323-1960parkerautoaz.com ParkerAutoAZ.com. That's another good website you can check in on. These are quality places. Um, all right, scrub your battery. Now this this is this was interesting. Battery corrosion is like a cancer under your car's hood. Once a year, you should check the terminals. No, twice a year minimum. You raise the hood. You look at the terminals. If there's white or blue-green buildup, remove the connection cables, the connecting cables, mix some baking soda and water, pour on the terminals, and start scrubbing. When you start scrubbing with that, yeah, if you've scrubbed a pot that you're trying to clean out, you know you're going to get splatter. You do not want that stuff splattering on you. So if you're going to do that, you don't do it unless you're wearing safety glasses. And you wear some gloves, that'd be great. And you pour that on there. And soon as you get done, well, it says be sure to use gloves and eye protection. Okay, they got that. 
And when you wash it off, you can wash it off with a, a cup of water or something like that. But remember, if you wash it off the top, it's got to go someplace. It's normally down into the battery case. Pour some baking soda down in that battery case just in case this stuff sneaks down there because you're going to need to wash it or flush it. And if you've got baking soda down where you can't see, then it'll take care of any uh, acidic uh, fluid that comes down to it. But when you wash it off of there, keep the fluid and splatter off the fenders. Water's a neutralizer. Go ahead and pour the water on it, flush it off. But if it goes down on the concrete, now you can expect to see some brown on the concrete when you wash that acid down to the concrete. So you may want to put a, a bunch of newspaper or something down or a mat under the car so that you can catch the debris that's going down from the battery. All right, so that's the battery. Refresh your air filter. Your engine's air filter used to sit on the top of your engine. Now it's tucked away in some corners of the engine compartment with a plastic cover and a fastener. It's worth consulting your owner's manuals to find it. <laughs> and boy, that's true. Changing it yourself every 15,000 to 30,000 miles is one of the easiest ways to save, your, save yourself some money. I would say 12,000 miles. I would say 12,000 miles in Tucson if you don't live on a dirt road. If you live on a dirt road, check that thing at 90-day intervals because it's going to be either almost plugged or plugged by 90 days if you're on a dirt road. Uh, this 15,000 and 30,000 if you live in a city and you never see a dirt road and you don't live in southern Arizona where they have wind blowing at 25, 35 mile an hour filling it up with dirt. All right, air up. Air up means just what it is. Few car maintenance tasks are as important as maintaining proper tire pressures. It helps tires last longer, improves fuel mileage, and makes your car safer to drive. The suggested pressure is noted on the tire or on the driver's side door frame. At home, tire inflators, air compressors start at around $30. It takes you about a half a day. But you can uh, use them. Check your air when the tires are cold, and then if it needs air, put it in it. With the low temperatures we've had the last few days in Tucson, yes, some of the tire pressure monitor systems are setting, and you have to go in and put about 5, 10 pounds in them, and then it, everything goes out, lights reset, and it's good stuff. Touch up the interior, exterior. Have a few chips or scrapes in your paint. Determine your car's precise color. Ask a dealer if necessary. Use the VIN number, people. Use the VIN number. Then by touch-up paint from the dealer, the touch-up paint comes with a little bit of like a one-ounce touch-up can, and you have a little teeny-weeny brush that goes with it. It's just like a little paintbrush you used to use when you was a kid painting stuff. Then buy touch-up paint from the dealer or online retailers. Plenty of YouTube videos can show you how to apply it. Okay? And that's all this article had on your car maintenance and car care. So if you follow that, uh, you'll be happy. You'll be happy. But right now, the urgent thing is going to be take a look at your windshield wiper blades. When the show's over, Go out, raise your windshield wiper blades, see if they have any tears in the corner of the blade where the rubber goes up and meets the housing, and also 
raise it up and look down the blade and see if the rubber goes back to the regular position or is it rounded over. If it's rounded over, it will not clean the windshield. It'll slide over it, and you'll get a about a eh, 30% maybe if you're lucky. But if you haven't changed them in six months, six months is the, is the is the change interval in Tucson, Arizona. I found that out the hard way, and I'm I'm not talking about buying cheap wiper blades either. I'm talking about buying a good wiper blades. And the way you can make a wiper blade last a little longer is regular regular cleaner. Use a use a windshield washer fluid and a cloth and take a cloth and wipe off the wiper blade with windshield wiper cleaner on it. That has a UV protection in it, and that will extend your wiper blades. You can possibly get 12 months out of them, even in Tucson, with a good blade, and about every 30 days you, you clean that blade off good. Then you can, you can have pretty good success that way. So that's a way to save a couple of bucks. Um, all right. What else you got you, you want to add to that? I don't know where you find cheap what? wiper blades at. I don't know where you find cheap wiper blades at. Last time I checked, there's oh, a cheap wiper blade. <laughs> well, they're, they're $25 a throw. So it, it, for the good it, ones. It's, yeah. So it's good, it's good to look at them and maintain them. They used to not be quite so expensive, but they're, they're pricey today. So if you wa- look at, go out there and check them and, and wipe them down once in a while. You might get a little more life out of them because fifty bucks just to put on your windshield to use twice a year kind of hurts. I, right. I don't like doing. <laughs> I like doing, putting fifty bucks up there just to have it burn off in the summertime or stick to the glass. So, so I go out there and wipe them down anymore just because it's it's a good idea. So, but yeah, while, yeah, while you while another little tip while you're. Clean while, while yeah, clean, keep that windshield clean. Uh, and when you're wiping down a wiper blade, take that same cloth, turn it over, and pour you some more fluid in it, and go around your doors. Go around the rubber uh, seals on the doors, uh, on the bottom of the windshield, on the outside, right across the rubber shield, the little hard rubber, that it's a scraper. And go over that. Go over the SUVs that has these big trunk lids. When you raise it up, just go over the seals around that trunk lid. And that'll keep them pliable and that'll keep them waterproof and you'll be happy. But go, it takes you about five minutes, maybe eight minutes to do this. But if you'll do that, uh, you're going to be pretty safe as far as having a nice tight car. Uh, of course, you want to keep that cabin air filter changed. Uh, my brother bought a, a 2022 uh, Chrysler, and it had 19,000 miles on it. And he was telling me, he said, you know, it's got a kind of an odor on the inside. I said, cabin air filter. And so he went back, got back to his house, pulled it into his little garage down there, pulled that cabin air filter out. He says, holy crap. He sent me a picture of it. 19,000 miles on the East Coast, 19,000 miles, and he he got a new one. He set them side by side, and he sent me a picture of it and showed me how bad that cabin air filter was at 19,000 miles. They need to be changed at 12,000 miles. Once a year, just get in the habit, write it down in your little things-to-do list, 
and change it once a year. Get that thing out of there. And, you know, the good time to do it is when you change your air filter at 12,000 miles, unless you have to change it earlier. Just remember, the air filter on the inside works just about as hard as the air filter on the outside. In fact, it's not even noticeably different in the plug on them when you pull them out. Get a good cabin air filter when you put it in there. They make all sorts of stuff now that's uh, for allergy people and stuff like this that'll keep it filtered out. And But if you don't change it, all of a sudden, that thing becomes your worst enemy because it has all the allergies and all the pollen and stuff collected. And if you don't change it, it's going to blow it right back out to you. And it's going to mess up your high vac- your air conditioning system, your lower uh, flow of air, and it's going to put those allergy uh, nose packers right back out into the cabin air, and you're going to be stuffed up. So if you start having an issue like that where you're very sensitive to allergies, you may want to check your cabin air filter and make sure that it's changed on a regular basis. They don't cost that much. I think a good one probably costs you 20 bucks, 25 bucks. but get a good one when you get a good one. If you have to research it online, go research it online, but get a good one. Because I've seen some out there that I wouldn't put, I won't put them in my house. Therefore, I ain't putting them in my truck or my Honda. But that's very critical. All right. And, and some of them now, aren't, aren't the easiest to change. Some of those cabinet filters aren't no. the easiest to change. Some of them you got to take screws you, out. You got to take moldings off. Pull glove boxes down. Forward. So, yeah, yeah, they they can get kind of involved. Um, a lot of them are yep. easy, but some of them are, are set back enough to where they had to get them back there into the AC system, so they covered them up pretty well. If you don't know what to do, just mm-hmm. go to your shop and, and have the guy change it for you. They, they've changed them before. They know what to do. Um, they got the tools yep. to get you know the seven millimeter screws that are in there or the torque screws that are in there, whatever it takes. The, and, and then the clips. Oh, my God, the friggin' clips. They, you know, you got to have a special tool to get the clip out so you don't break the thing because, you know, they got 15 clips on it and you can't get the cover plate off. So, I mean, and it can be a little challenging sometimes. So if you don't know what to do or you're and, – and you know what? As the cars get older, the, that plastic in Tucson, Arizona gets really brittle. So you start pulling on yes, it, it shatters into 15 – yeah, if she shatters into 15 pieces, now you got a broken dashboard. So – you know, I will just get ready know, to say that. It, <laughs> yeah, and it, it it happens. I mean, you've seen it, Jerry. I've seen it, and we're just like, wow. I mean, we've all seen the well, dashboards on the Dodge trucks that are just comp- little pieces, right? Well, that's what it looks like underneath, yeah. too. So um, when you, you don't know what to when do. When you go into those, the Ford 2017 Ford F-150, which was my wife's truck, and I was going to change the filter on it. So I looked at it. And it wasn't simple. And I read all the instructions on it, and they said, uh, if you have a problem with this or don't think you're capable of changing this, it's better to take it to a qualified dealership in order to get the filter changed. I said, well, I'm not a qualified dealership, but I do have an auto repair shop. Therefore, I'm going to do it the consumer's way. I'm going to Google it, and I'm going to follow everything that, that shows on Google and see how long it takes to check it, uh, change this. And they said it takes about uh, 15 to 20 minutes if you know what you're doing. Well, I followed the Google's instructions to the to the point. Finally, I got bored with it. It's taking too long. But 
At that point, I was already into one hour on changing that thing. And it said for the plastic snap-on cover that it has on the outside, just allow you entry to the inside, you have to take a plastic putty knife and pry it up very gently. <laughs> and I pulled that thing off, and I thought, the Arizona sun will eat this before you need to change it again. So make sure that the consumer knows that we're working with a piece of pried-on plastic that has little bitty tabs on them that is subject to be hard as a brick when you try to flex them so they'll come out, and it's subject to break. Therefore, it's possible that you will have to buy another piece of plastic to go in there. So you got another 7 or $8 charge on this filter to get another piece of plastic to go in there. But it's also... Now it's no longer a 20-minute job. You've got to get the plastic. You've got to order. It's got to be delivered or picked up. And so what should have been about 20 minutes is now going to be about three hours. So that's, and, and, you know, and how, just how well do those little clips hold? They're like iron. I can't believe Ford has got the most strongest clips I've ever seen in my life. My goodness! Until the, that little plastic yep. putty knife you put in there, you got to pull it. I mean, it's got to come up a quarter of an inch before they they pop loose, and they and it's like they snap open, you know, and like they're gonna come, they're gonna hit your face. They they pop so hard. Right. A lot of other manufacturers have similar clips. Dodge has got similar clips. But my goodness, when you're working with those things, you, you better you better be aware because they those those little plastic clips, interior clips. I can't believe how strong they really are. <laughs> I mean, Me they won't come apart in a crash. <laughs> <laughs> we we're gonna have to call uh, Spectre Mino. At at seven four four forty four fifty four, we're gonna to have to call him and ask him what the death ratio is on changing a, a cabin <laughs> air filter on the ones that have the plastic things. <laughs> that, that'll give him something to think about. Hey, Spectrum, by the way, is located at forty four twenty five West Diner Road, five twenty seven four four forty four fifty four. A lot of fours involved. And they do paint and body anything that has to do with the maintenance of your car. If you buy a used car from Lens Auto Brokers, you keep it for a couple of years, and all of a sudden you think you need a paint job, you can take it over to Spectrum and, and get it painted back. If you're looking for a, a good little uh, secondary car or primary car, uh, Lens Auto Brokerage, lensautobrokerage.com, lensautobrokerage.com. Or if you're looking for an RV, desertrv.com. And you can pull up their websites. They have a easy negotiating websites. Uh, they have the inventories listed on both websites. They have the one for the RVs that's listed. They specialize in toy haulers and Lens Auto Brokerage. On their cars, they have Jeeps. They have gas misers. They have diesel trucks. They have regular trucks. So you can you can reach them by Lens. <laughs> autobrokerage.com and desertrv.com and you can check their inventory if you want to go kick a tire go kick a tire and he buys a lot of cars from the class a the class a at the auction means that they're ready to go into service maybe put a little gas in them and you're good to go still i want you to take a look at them if you're going to invest twenty thirty thousand dollars for a used vehicle i would 
I would re- highly recommend that you have your favorite shop check them out and tell them you want it checked from bumper to bumper. You don't want any surprises a week down the road or two weeks down the road. You write it up. You put it in writing. And then when you return it back or you, it goes back in and Lens gets a hold of it, they can read your check sheet. And then if they want to negotiate the price a little closer or they want to fix it, that's up to them what they do with it. But you have the same information that they're going to see. And, yeah, I got a phone call one time from Brian. He was che- We were checking out a beautiful Suburban that he was going to sell to his daughter-in-law or his uh, niece. And we checked it out. He looked at the outside of it. We looked at the inside of it. When we wrote it up, he actually called me, and he said, there's no way this thing can have all of that. I said, Brian, don't you have a copy of this check sheet? He said, yeah. Give it to your technician or send it to another garage with this check sheet and have them check it. Well, two weeks later, he called me, and he said, I owe you an apology. Okay? Because... They got it in. It was a beautiful car. They detailed it out, and then they just didn't see what we were, what we had been hired to see. We look at it with a second eye. We have no, we have no dog in this game. We're not, you know. It's a beautiful truck. Wow, beautiful truck, beautiful paint. Wow, and we don't badmouth the dealer that put the car out for sale. We just give you the information. And you can take it back to the dealership that you got it from and hand them the our copy because we write it down. We're not hiding anything. And they can verify what we have found. And if they want to fix it, fine. If the customer still wants to buy the vehicle and he knows that this has got to be repaired, it could be a, a normal repair item. Uh, it could be something that's fairly inexpensive. Uh, but he knows going into it what he's actually paying his hard-earned money for, and that's the name of the game. That's that's what we do, and that's what your shop should do also. He looks after you, and but he's got to write it down. You put it you put it in writing. That means that you're looking at you're doing your job and you're doing it well, and you are a professional. Write it down. Let the world see it. We don't care. Uh, all right, so that's buying a used vehicle. Uh, let's see, Parker Automotive Service Center out on 5101 East Speedway. Excellent shop. Excellent shop. Good technicians. Uh, well-equipped shop. Beautiful shop. And, uh, you know, I highly recommend them at 5101 East Speedway. If that's the closest to your house or that's where you want to go, that's fine. And you can get it taken care of. Automotive specialist, Mr. Test First Don't Guess, is busier than a one-legged man in a rear-end kicking contest. And he's been that way for years and years now. And excellent shop. He is so busy over there that he is actually having to work out in the shop. And, Brian, you're lucky. If Brian gets a hold of your car and it can't be fixed, you might as well go ahead and trade it because it won't be fixed. You know, that's how thorough he is on these electronics and stuff. He loves that crap. He gets into it. Oh, he he's a technical genius when it comes to that. A few years ago, he was voted the best diagnostician on the West Coast by one of the big uh, automotive uh, parts manufacturers. So he's he's good. 
He's good. So if you've got any questions, and Brian's, Brian, you can go check out Brian. I'll give you, I think I've already given you, given you his website. No, I haven't. AutomotiveSpecialistAZ.com. And you can negotiate that. All right, Jim. We're back to taking care of anything you want to discuss on this program. All right. Well, um, you know, it is Christmas time, Jerry. And we're... Uh... We did the free tow thing, but you know, if if that doesn't work for you, or if you didn't get if you didn't be the get to be the the caller with that was the winner, maybe you're looking for something for your uh, for your uh, mechanic, your home mechanic, or something for your your kids. So car gifts, car gifts for your car guys. You know, so there's all kinds of things when you're when you're thinking about your car because because. Cars are a major, major asset, and they're an integral part of our lives. There's, right. I mean, if, if you don't have one, I guess it's not. But for us, it is. The cars are an integral part of my life. They're a part of Jerry's life. So when you're when you're out there thinking about those uh, things to to get somebody, because you you went to Black Friday shopping and you bought all the gifts, but you know you got that one guy here, and you don't you just don't know what to get him. And and trust me, it's tough. <laughs> you know, the guy goes, you know, because what do you ask him? Oh, what do you want? I don't, I don't want nothing. I don't need nothing. You know, and now you, now you're sitting there going, great. Yeah. Now I got this. I got this yeah. battle to fight. I can't even get a helping hand on this. You know, <laughs> so, uh, but you know, it's little things that go a long way. So if you got a car guy that likes to work on stuff, well, I'm going to assume that you have a little bit of an interest or knowledge of what he's got. So. You know, sometimes things like specialty tools, um, specialty tools that that help get a job done. It used to be um, uh, uh, point adjusting tools and, and distributor adjusting tools, but those are kind of by the wayside. So, but today it's scanners. Right. You know, there's there's scanners out there that you can get that will help your car guy. You know, help him work on his car. Um, lights. Mm-hmm. You can't. I can't tell you how many lights I need to work on a car, because and you can never have enough light. I can't see if they're pitch black dark. I don't care if you're working outside or you're working inside your garage. You always can use a spare light, and they make some really good ones. You know that have magnets on them. Well, of course, it won't work on a Ford because it's all aluminum. But that being said, they have them with magnets and clips, so you can clip the light. You know, so you can hang the light. You can see what you're doing. Um, Little, the little bore scopes that you can see down when you drop the when you drop the bolt down the frame, and you certainly can't see it. Sometimes <laughs> you can use the bore scope to look down there and see that sucker. Because if you don't think it happens, it happens every day. Trust me. Been there, done that. I got many of those t-shirts. <laughs> um, if if you're yeah, but... if you're doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you you can it, also it, go with. Um... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, go ahead. I, I could go with what? Um, you can, there are such things as you can buy seat covers. That if you've got a, a truck, in fact, I think that's probably what they're going to get me this year, uh, or seat one covers. of the things they're going to get me for my Dodge, because I got the bucket seats, and I'm I'll always carrying coffee with me, and I'm always hitting a bump. Of course, when you drive a three-quarter ton four before, you're going to hit bumps, and they're not regular bumps that you hit with a Honda. They're 
modified. Somebody builds them up about three foot higher than what they do for the Honda. Same bump, but for the Honda. And <laughs> but you can get seat covers. You can get floor mats. Uh, uh, WeatherCheck makes an excellent product. You can get speakers. Uh, yeah, you can get car speakers. speakers. You can get you can get uh, you can get cell phone chargers. You can get yep. uh, you can you know, the little the little cell phone little, holders. Cell phone holders, the little uh, the little um, inductive chargers, so you don't have to plug it in. You can just lay it on there. Those work well. Right. Um, if if you don't have navigation systems, you can buy a, na- a navigation system for a guy for a car. Uh, anybody can yep. use. Um, uh, you know, you know, you can, you can. I don't know if people do it or not, but you can. It, it's kind of interesting, and um, you could buy a serious radio service uh, um, subscriptions. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's especially you get- if, they're, if you're driving a lot. Yeah, you get a uh, you can get a uh, shell phone holder that sits in the coffee cup bracket. You can buy those at WeatherTech also. I have one of those, and they're uh, they're made out of a better material. I had one prior to that, and I won't call the name on it, but it was made so flimsy it actually broke. And uh, the WeatherTech is a will stick with it. So WeatherTech uh, cup holder they run about thirty bucks. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff. If you and believe it or not, the wash bucket that they have to wash a car. If a guy's a fanatic on keeping his car clean at the house and he's always washing it, he's going to be out of something. And if you buy one of those little wash buckets, it's got everything in it from wax to car uh, wash liquid, and it's got the sponges, it's got the little brushes. If, you know that makes an excellent gift for a car guy. Trust me. I mean, they don't even know they're missing it until they get one. And it's just there's a lot of little things that you people can get. Because if you get a grandpa like me, um, a senior citizen, I have most everything, and it's hard to buy me anything. But my son bought me a set of little craftsman quarter-inch drive sockets. I use those things to death. In fact, one day I lost them. I was working on my tractor, and I didn't bring them back to the house with me. And I, I, I panicked because that is the one set that I probably use more than I do my flashlight. And, oh, that's another thing, too. They make all sorts of lights that you can get and plug in, and it hangs off the uh, top of the hood. and uh, You can lay them down on the inside. And they're just, I mean, and those are handy. I mean, you can't super hold a flashlight light. and work on a car. Yeah, and and you get the super bright LED lights, and you can buy the rechargeable yeah. ones. You can buy the ones that that go with the with your drill battery pack. Um, yeah, all that kind of stuff is good. Even even the little tire pressure gauge is good. Though the a yep. screwdriver set sometimes, you know, people say, "Oh, I've got a ton of screwdrivers," but you'd be amazed how how really nice a new set of screwdrivers are because the ones you have are probably wore out. I know that seems crazy, yeah. but they do they do wear out. <laughs> so yes, um, get get I got get one, the ones with the magnetic ends. And the magnetic end on the, the screwdrivers. Get the ones. Mag- you betcha. You betcha. The mag- the magnetic end and the titanium coating. They they work really well, and you can get them from a lot of places. 
And uh, another thing know, I not- found out. Yeah, I have uh, impact guns. I have a half inch impact. It's a plug in. And I wanted last year, I run out of things to ask for. And I said, you know, the little quarter inch air impact, it produces about 150 pounds or battery impact that uh, goes about 150 pounds. I think that'd be kind of nice. And sure enough, I got one. I didn't use it for about six months. But when I did use it, I was absolutely pleasantly surprised. You can hang on to it. It's light enough for my wife to actually use. And it's it's small. It's light, and that little son of a gun actually worked. And it's based on a quarter of an inch. And so you can put your little sockets in it. You can just sit there and play with them. Uh, but keep in mind, unless you got a good socket set, uh, you they have uh, compact sockets, uh, compression sockets, that are made different than the regular sockets. They'll handle the extra torque. And that's, if you can get one of those, just a small set of them is all they need. But you'd be surprised how many times you actually use that little booger. And so, and that, and I don't, uh, you know, I just use it on my stuff here at the house. And boy, it works great. It's great on tire, tire changing. It'll go 150 pounds. Most of your torques on the cars are about 70, 80, maybe 115 on a Ford three quarter ton or a one ton and get up to 125. But you're still dealing with 150 pounds of torque. And that little buddy, you get a good one, but that thing will deliver. So, and that's, that steps it up a little bit. That's about an $80, $90 purchase. But man, is it worth its weight to a car guy. To a, that, you and know I what? Really, you're, absolutely that, right, Jerry. you're absolutely right. The, yep. I can always use an extra set of sockets. I, or, or an, uh, an electric, uh, the, oh. the battery packed impact wrist, those are amazing. I love them. I absolutely love them. Yes, sir. Um, but you know, I'm going to I'm going to switch gears here for you a second, Jerry. You know what I found? Go ahead. I found some I found yeah. something that the electric car guy needs, and I didn't I didn't even know this. So you have so all the Tesla owners out there, or electric car vehicle guys out there, I ran across this. How about the electric car charging extension cord? So they make <laughs> I didn't even know this until I ran across this. They make an extension cord so that you can plug into a charging station's cord and extend that cord 25 feet. Actually, they make them up to 40, but they're generally between 20 and 25 feet. So if you can't get close enough to the charger to charge your car, you can actually plug it in and then run that cord to your car to charge your car. So, And it didn't even occur to me until the other day we were doing a job where the car was broke down at the charging station. And so the, think about this. The charging station is behind the car, and the car sitting in the car in the, in the spot, you know, trying to charge. But nobody could get to the charging mm-hmm. station because the car was broke down in the charging spot. If you oh. had the electric extension cord, you could actually go beyond that car and plug your car in. And I, I thought that was kind that's of a cool a, idea, a for, idea for an electric. For an electric car, now they're yeah. they're not cheap. They're they're between one hundred and fifty and three hundred bucks because they're 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 huge cords. They're big, like ten oh, gauge yeah. wire. They've got the special end on them. But you know, in lieu of you know, they all you always laugh about how you're going to put the electric in the bucket and carry it to the car. Well, you know, you couldn't mm-hmm. in, in 
in in gas car land, you can put the car the gas in the in the gas can to carry it to your car, even if it's twenty feet away. But you can't do that with electric. So with the electric charging cord, and they're quite popular. I I, I noticed that they're quite popular. You can you can plug it in and extend the the charging port out. Or for example, let's say you've got a car in a garage and it's charged and you don't want to move it out, so you just extend this one out and chug, plug yours in. So it gives you a little bit of an option that you know that I, people are obviously thinking about. It, otherwise, they wouldn't make these things. So I thought that right. was kind of that might be kind of a neat idea for for the Tesla owner, for the electric car owner who's you know could could have experienced that frustration of not being able to charge their car. So. Although pricey, right. probably a worthwhile investment if you're driving. We talk about things to keep in the trunk of your car when you're driving for a Tesla. This is probably something worthwhile to keep in the trunk of your car. <laughs> that front yeah. trunk. So, I like it. I like it. That uh, wow. Uh, by the way, Simmons has immediate openings for a drive shaft machine shop helper. Uh, wheel train, it helps if they know how to weld. Um, a machine shop helper and also a automotive technician. We have immediate openings for them. We've got a guy trying to retire. Uh, 520-884-0217. Ask to speak to Wade Simmons. 520-884-0217. We've got an opening in the drive shaft department, machine shop. We'll train you. And automotive technician out in the garage area. Don't be afraid to put in an application. We look at all applications. We keep everything confidential. Uh, we don't check any employee records until you, we get your approval for it. And, but we can, uh, we'll be happy to talk to you. Simmons Automotive Service Center, 520-884-0217. Need some help. Need some help in the drive shaft department and uh, automotive technician. All right, Jim. We're running out of time, buddy. We're down. So uh, other than we don't want anybody to run across anything, if you have car insurance, make sure you have – look at reevaluate your car and see if you've got enough money laying in your checking account to replace this car or repair it. If it's totaled out and you don't have another car, uh, check your insurance coverage uh, and just make sure that you get all the information and make sure that you're covered, and then you should be good to go. And people in crosswalks, it's that time of the year. Put your cell phones down. Drive defensive. All right, Jim, we're out of time, buddy. All right, Jerry. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I uh, hope somebody got the tow. Uh, I think we got it taken care of. So have a safe, have All a right. safe Saturday. Jerry, Jerry, you be safe, too. Thanks, Jim. <laughs>